Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jesse Agler on the line. Jesse, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing good. Nice to hear your voice. How are you guys? We're doing hey, well. Countdown uh, is getting is closer and closer. We'll be headed out to spring training here shortly. When you, you look at this Padre uh, ball club, it seems like there's still some things that, that need to get done, but still also a pretty talented roster, even without those pieces uh, that still need to be, maybe need to be addressed. For sure. Like, you know, there's kind of two ways of looking at it or two parts of the conversation maybe is like the best way to talk about it. One is, as you said, there are holes, you know, there are spots that need to be filled. And, you know, I understand that two weeks before pitchers and catchers report, everybody would love to have them filled and everybody would be, you know, more comfortable if they were filled. Um, But I I don't think that that's that big of a deal, especially when you consider the number of guys who are out there. This is a reflection of the market, right? Like this isn't a reflection of the Padres or, you know, what they're trying to do or not trying to do. It's just sort of the way free agency has gone this year. And I'm sure you guys have talked about it. Free agency every year is sort of like its own unique beast. You know, what happened last year in free agency is not relevant to this year when it, you know, comes to who is signed when and for how much and all that. So it's kind of a, wait and see mode I think you know for a lot of guys but the other thing you said is right and you know I was at an event last night at dinner and I was talking to people about this and I was like you know like you got Manny you got Fernando you got Xander year two feeling more comfortable like you have Hassan Kim you have hopefully a bounce back from Jake Cronenworth like these are really good players like these are elite like I'll tell you right now don't be shocked if Fernando is an MVP finalist or winner this season right like I mean that's that's my true legitimate expectation of what Tatis is going to do in 2024 after, you know, finally getting some games under his belt last year after missing time. And then, you know, you throw in those other guys who are capable of that same kind of season. So, um, look, there's a lot of talent here. Are there a lot of questions to be answered? Absolutely. And, yes, pitchers and catchers report in two weeks. uh, But the first regular season game isn't for, you know, two months, really, at this point, or or a month and a half. So, you know, that's that's really the, the true deadline, I think, for all that kind of stuff. What do you think about uh, the Padres and uh, their finances this year, Jesse? Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like they're going to make the bigger splash. And I think that's uh, that's okay. I mean, the Dodgers did this last year, and it worked out fine and, and got themselves back on the right side of the luxury tax. I mean, we have people saying things like, I can't believe it's going to be a rebuilding season, and the Padres are punting on this year. And I, I just think we got to keep reminding that that's just not the case. It, it, you know, you don't have to to get a fifty million dollar free agent to announce that you're trying to be competitive. No, I, I like your Dodger comparison to last year. You know, and they they were doing it with intent. You know, they were ready for Otani and, and everything else that we've not seen them do. 
you know, they were preparing themselves for that. Um, and, and the Padres, you know, it's not a one-to-one comparison. I don't think it's exactly the same situation, but the, the result is essentially the same, right? Like, yeah, okay, we're not in on the big dudes right now. That's not going to be, you know, the way that we handle things uh, this year. We believe in the talent we have. We're very curious about some of our young guys. It's a little bit of a, a reset, as you said, in, in regards to the CBT. It, it, it's not a punt at all. I mean, look, the other reality is here, and something to keep in mind is, you know, one of these years, there's going to be an 80-win team that gets in. Like, you know, Tony and I talked about yeah. that a lot last season. And, you know, I don't know that it's going to be this year. And I'm certainly not saying I think the Padres are an 80-win team. I actually think they're going to end up winning more games than they did last year. But, you know, last year, what did it take? 84 to get in in the National League. And that team won the pennant, the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, you know, like, you, you don't it, – It's we're still all, I think, learning and kind of recalibrating our brains to the reality of this version of the postseason and, and you know, the, the regular season it's true. It's not what it once was. It's not as valuable. It's not important as it once was. Um, now the Padres didn't have a good enough regular season last year, um, but all those one run games and all the extra yeah. inning stuff and like that kind of nonsense that didn't go their way. You know, there, there's, there's no reason to think that that continues this year. That's just not how that works. So even if you won half of those games that you lost a season ago, you'd still have a bad record in one run games and you would have been in the postseason. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to like, you know, make last year sound better than it was because it wasn't good. Um, I, I just I'm 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 much more bullish than, you know, the kind of thing that you're describing for 2024. And the fact that they haven't gone out there and, you know, dumped a pile of money on somebody's driveway and free agency doesn't change anything. for me. <laughs> right. Jesse Hackler joins us here on Gwyn and Chris. And Jesse, you know, you, you, you the Padres make a managerial change. Mike Schilt. Really uh, is the man at the helm right now. Um, He's been asked about these three closers that he has in the back of this bullpen. However, it ends up, you know, lining up. It's never really a bad thing to have those type of arms. Now, the, 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 the one question mark is, you know, how will the arms that haven't pitched in the big leagues fare? You know, because I think for those who may have some concern after watching Hassan Kim's you know, could progression to get it took them two years to kind of get acquainted. How do you think the pitching will translate versus what we've seen out of the hitters? I mean, my gut says it would be an easier transition for a pitcher than a hitter. Yeah. And I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer your perspective on this than mine. But, you know, I mean, it's just as you and I talk about a lot on the broadcast, the pitcher controls everything, right? The hitter is a reactor. You know, the pitcher is the dictator. And and so it would just seem to me from like a level of common sense that the adjustment is easier for a pitcher than it is for a hitter and that it shouldn't necessarily take two years for a guy uh, if he's got the talent and the ability. That's the main question. Right. You know, it's like, does does he have the stuff? And the cool thing is in the modern game, we as fans and certainly front offices have access to so much more information on these guys than even like seven, 10 years ago. Um, it's not just, oh, he was you know, 29 out of 32 for saves in the last two years, and he's got a 382 career ERA in the KBO or an NPB. Like, that's that's not just all you have to look at. I mean, they're they're using real analytical information on these guys. They're tracking pitches. They see the velocity. They can, like, you know, see all the things about them that they can see about their own, you know, young guys in the minor leagues. And so they can make, I think, much more informed choices when it comes to international talent, particularly in those two leagues. 
um, than they've ever been able to make. So I think it's like less of a, an unknown as it once was. Now that said, it is a new thing. It, it, there is an element of unknown. I just, I don't think it's as extreme as it used to be. It is a new culture. It is new food. It is new travel. It is the pressure of the contract, all that stuff. I don't, I don't want to dismiss it um, because, you know, I, I always want to consider the human elements of these things. And, and you know, the, the, these two guys, they're human beings. They're going to put pressure on themselves. It's going to be a challenge at times. Um, but I, I just think it's it's not necessarily always from the KBO or always from NPB. It's just that, all right, like, what's how's this stuff going to play? And, you know, as far as who the closer is um, on October or whatever, hopefully in a postseason series, I don't know that we'll necessarily know that, you know, by the end of spring training. I, right. I'd be surprised, in fact, if it became that obvious by the end of spring training. And, you know, Mike and Ruben are going to have the opportunity to sort of mix and match, try some different stuff out earlier in the year, I would guess. Um, and and kind of take it from there. I don't I don't I don't feel personally any kind of rush to declare a closer for this team this year. Jesse Agler, who heads a uh, Padre radio broadcast that received uh, well over an eighty percent approval rating <laughs> in a uh, fan survey done by the Athletic. I don't know if you saw the results, Jesse, but it was all good. I think, I think it was. I, I heard it was ninety one percent. Ninety one, yes, over ninety. That's right. <laughs> Still working on those other nine uh, percent, but uh, we'll see nah. if we can't bring them into the fold this year. What do you? I, it's hard to answer this one because we don't know what the whole thing. But it, let's just say this is what the ball club is. What do you think the infield's going to look like? I, I mean, are we going to? Is Bogarts going to end up at shortstop once Manny comes back? Play third base? Are they going to really try to move Hasong there? Are they going to try to move Bogey and Cronenworth everybody around? What's your gut tell you that the infield will look like? You know, come may or something like that yeah i don't have a gut feeling on it because i think we just don't have enough information to yeah. make that call right now like you know what because the reality is perhaps what happens in the outfield could impact what happens on the infield yeah. you know i mean is, is you know one of these young guys going to come up and have the kind of spring that that sort of says all right i'm i'm here i'm good enough i can be a part of this now you know is he going to be an infielder or an outfielder is he going to be an infielder turned outfielder um, you know, when does Manny come back? And you're right, in May, I think we should all expect at this point Manny to be back at the hot corner defensively. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really have a sense of, of how it's going to go. That's got to be one of the first questions that Mike Schilt gets asked, you know, in Peoria when he gets there in a couple of weeks, though, you know, from reporters is, hey, who's, uh, who's your shortstop? Who's your second baseman? Who's your first baseman? Um, and, and I'm sure he'll have a, a, a KG answer. He's a professional. Um, in, unless he really does want to go out there and declare it. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those storylines that we'll be tracking endlessly throughout the spring. And, um, you know, while, while I think in the, in the baseball broadcaster world, uh, spring training games are, are kind of, you know, it's a love-hate relationship maybe. <laughs> but when it, yeah, but when it comes to, like, these sorts of storylines, um, for this team this year, Tony, there's like a lot of really there's... interesting stuff that we're going to be tracking the entire time. Yeah, it's interesting because last year and even a year before, really, everything was pretty much set. Like there was like yeah. one thing that you had to look for. It was like the back end of the rotation, maybe a spot in the bullpen. But for the most part, it was kind of boring because there, there was really nothing to watch. Everybody was was kind of locked in. That's going to be a lot different, and that really is a perfect segue to my next question here, Jesse. The uh, the Joe Musgrove, you Darvish, both had injury, you know, field seasons um, throughout you know twenty twenty three. Especially considering how young this back end of the rotation is likely to be at this point. I mean, how important do those two become? if the Padres are going to have the type of success that, you know, we're hopeful that it can have. I, I think no matter what 
four and five look like in the rotation. You know, a lot of the success that this team is going to have this year is going to be dependent upon you and Joe. Yeah. You being Darvish, not Tony. Um, <laughs> like, the first one of those in 2024. Say, um, we usually go through that at least once or twice during, during early part of the year. <laughs> uh, you know, like, that's, you know, like last year, you know, the, the Waka Lugo thing, I just keep thinking about that. And I'm not suggesting that they're going to, you know, hit gold the way they did on those two guys again this year. But, you know, a couple of guys that came in later in the offseason, Waka, well into spring training, and, and turned out to be just like critical contributors. Yeah you know, for the team last year. So there's a possibility something like that happens. Um, there's a possibility one of these young guys really locks in and gets going. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, I think that if if you or Joe struggles, it's going to be tough sledding for the team. Now, I don't expect either one to do so. They should both be healthy and ready to go. Uh, they both have all the talent in the world, so that's why I'm excited. And and I'm 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 into Michael King, man. Like, yeah. it, it's funny. I'm I'm I could very well regret saying this publicly. This is probably something I should have texted you guys off to the side. Well, I'll, I'll I'll put it out there for the great Gwyn, Chris, and Scraby listeners. Um, I, I feel about Michael King right now the way I felt about Joe Musgrove when he first got to the Padres. Like a guy who's like ready to make that next step. You know, like you've kind of seen it building. You look at the numbers. You sort of track the ups and downs of the career, the injury, the frustration, the this, the that. And now it's like it kind of feels like at the end of last year, it all started to come together for him. That was very much the case with Joe at the end of 2020. Um, He was like really hitting his stride. And you go back and you look at those games and you're like, oh, yeah, this is a guy who's about to go nuts. And he literally two starts into his Padre career. He throws the no hitter. And I'm not saying the King's going to do that, but I, I have that similar feel about King that kind of like Joe Musgrove in 2021, he's a guy that's ready to take a very big next step. And if that happens, again, the calculus changes in a very good way. Yeah, and uh, Michael King uh, told us uh, that he's he loves these other guys that are coming with him from the Yankees too. So hopefully the Padres have a lot more depth in the rotation than they think. Uh, Jesse, you're a few weeks away or a month away from Korea. Did you ever expect your broadcast career would take you there? For a few days, a week, I guess you guys are going to be there, huh? No, I, I didn't. I did not ever anticipate that. But I'm really excited. You know, during COVID, when they were putting those KBO games on TV uh, on ESPN, I, I like really started watching the league because obviously I'm like a baseball lunatic and I wanted to see baseball, and that was pretty much the baseball that was available. And um, you know, I started following this team. Uh, KT Wiz that had never won anything before because I know how to pick them and like they had a really good year and like, the story of my life is a you had a favorite fan, team know. in the KBO yeah I, and Bob Scanlon had hats made you know for for us uh, with the with their logo on it like their hats and um, you know and wow. they ended up winning the title two years ago for the first time they were really good again last year now the Padres won't be playing them that's not one of the exhibition games but anyway so the point being that like I kind of got into Korean baseball a little bit started following it a little more closely. I, I know the team names, like they're all familiar to me now. And and I've said this to you guys before, but like one of the things that I'm really excited about baseball right now is that while it's nowhere close to what soccer is in terms of an international sport, like it is more and more going that way where like you yeah. can pull legitimate big league talent from Japan and Korea in addition, of course, to Latin America and the Caribbean. And it's like, it just makes the sport to me feel more whole. You know, I mean, it's like it's a bigger thing. And, you know, I I, I don't know. Could you ever envision, a, a, you know, a world in which there's like a more formal transfer market, you know, as opposed to maybe just, uh, yeah. you know, like these posting fees that the teams get? I just think it's neat, you know, that, that those leagues, the level of play 
have gone up the way they have, particularly in Korea, Japan, you know, where now guys like Merrill Kelly was a great example, the Diamondbacks coming from Korea, um, like, you know, really being able to come to MLB, come back to MLB in some cases, like Nick Martinez, and have some great success after really kind of locking in over there. I, I just think it's wonderful for the sport. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It, it. I think baseball aspires to get to a transfer market where it's just that simple and it's easy yeah. to, to get these guys. Jesse, as always, man, appreciate you coming on. We don't do it often, uh, and I, that's on purpose. I don't want to. I don't want to wear you out coming up out here all the time. I want to hear how you're going to pronounce uh, or how you're going to handle uh, the new Korean right-hander in the ninth inning with the game on the line. Go into go the windup. Here we go. Go time. Man. Go time. Go you, time. You, you've Come got, on. You've, got, you've thought it through. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, well, look. The the reality is, spring training is for kind of workshopping those things. You know, you can okay. go into the season thinking this is the way I'm going to handle it, and then you say it once, and you kind of look over at Tony and you go, Nah, that wasn't it. So we'll <laughs> we'll mess around and uh, and, and see what we can come up with. Jesse, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks, on. Jesse. Good talking to you. Always my pleasure, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 